When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. Movies, video games, comic books, TV. And in this episode, we're going to be talking tabletop uh, role-playing very heavily. We're all D&D fans here, and Matt Lillard, you may know him from stuff like Scooby-Doo, Scream, Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, and Bill Rehor, uh, he's his buddy from long back in the day, 30 years in the, the theater world in an acting class. They have this company, Beetle and Grimm's, and, and they have this upcoming show called Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill that is coming up on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventure streaming channel on Freebie and Plex. Uh, Next week, Monday, November 13th, uh, we talk a bit about that, and we answer some of your questions that you submitted on the Geekscape Facebook group, Geekscape Forever. So, I'll tell you in advance, Matt and Bill were awesome. We talk very heavy about D&D and tabletop role-playing games. Funny enough, this conversation was recorded just hours before the end of the SAG strike. And you might be telling yourself, D&D's great and all that, but did Jonathan ask Matt or Bill, the question that I submitted in the Geekscape Forever group uh, about a movie that Matt was in, or about Scream, or Scooby-Doo. Well, though we couldn't really talk about any of those movies uh, in depth while we were recording this interview. I'm sorry, it's just bad timing, but <laughs> we recorded this hours before the SAG strike uh, ended. Maybe it was... A good omen. Maybe the universe was like, you know what? Jonathan went through this conversation where a bunch of the Geekscapist questions had to be put on hold until later because the SAG strike is going on and we can talk about uh, struck projects or studio projects. Uh, Bill and Matt have both talked about coming back on Geekscape. So we can talk about that stuff then, but there was no zoinks to be had in this conversation. I'm sorry. I'm very grateful that the strike is over, especially because we're weeks from LA Comic-Con, and there will be awesome panels for several of the Geekscape shows and main stage panels that you'll be hearing right here. If I'm moderating them, you're going to be hearing them right here on the Geekscape feed. So I'm very happy that there will be TV and film actors and celebrities and, and writers and stuff back at LA Comic-Con this year because I love doing those conversations and I love having them here for you on the Geekscape feed. Uh, and of course, we have a big day coming up on December 8th. That's our Geekscape charity drive that's completely network-wide. It's for Big Brothers Big Sisters and it's going to be a lot of fun. So there's a lot of stuff coming 
And at least the stress and the worries of the SAG strike is now behind us. And we can get back to the creative work and hopefully you hear more news about that stuff. As far as I'm concerned, Geekscape is concerned, uh, very, very, very soon. Again, I apologize for the bad timing that I couldn't ask some of the questions you had submitted in regards to Matt's acting career. That being said, was it a great conversation? Heck yeah, it was a great conversation. I'll talk Dungeons & Dragons with anybody. These guys are great. And their company, um, Beetle & Grimm, they make some pretty awesome tabletop games uh, for Pathfinder, D&D, whatever you guys got. And uh, we've talked a lot of tabletop recently on the show. So go back in the feed, find some more. If you enjoyed this episode, find some more tabletop conversations and... uh, that's something that's not struck. We can talk about that till the cows come home. Speaking of which, video games, I'm sorry. I have yet to play Spider-Man 2. You guys are screaming at me. I even got Yuri Lowenthal and Tara Platt's Christmas card. That's pretty early. Like It's not. It's the first week of November, and uh, that's how awesome Yuri and Tara are, who are, I think, the stars of the Spider-Man franchise over at, at Sony. You know, And uh, they've already sent holiday cards. They've already sent... 2023 wrap-up cards to their friends and uh i have yet to play spider-man too <laughs> so uh i think you know if Rory shows up on my birthday again this year and he asked me what's up hey how did you like spider-man 2 the truth is geekscape is there's no time uh, for two games because i'm also playing mario wonder i already have a switch and guys i don't have a ps5 so uh I'm not going out to buy a PS5 because I know exactly what happens if I go out and buy a PS5. I spend the time playing the PS5, but I refuse to play Spider-Man 2 on the PS4. No offense, Sony. PS4 has gotten me uh, through a lot. (laughs) I've had some great memories on that machine, but I'm ready for Spidey 2 on the PS5. I just need the time. That being said, I think Mario Wonder is awesome. I finished it last night. It's such a trip of a game. It's so beautiful and it's so creative. And every time that you think that they can't do anything new with the Mario franchise, something like Mario Wonder comes along that has some new gameplay mechanics and some really creative levels and new uh, power-ups and new enemies. And there are parts in this game where I I just kind of sat there and was like, wow, this is one of the most beautiful moments in any Mario game visually, right? Uh, Which is great. Uh, that's what you play games for. And I think the replayability on something like Mario Wonder, if you're wondering like, hey, <laughs> no pun intended, if you're you're thinking, hey, do I need another Mario game? Is it different? It's very different. It's a fun return to the 2D platformer. And uh, the replayability is huge. They let you know on each level whether or not you've satisfied things like all the special coins you get or whether or not you hit the very top of the flagpole. That stuff is not new to some of the Mario games, but uh, they definitely give you like a little check mark if you've found the secret ex- exits or things like that. And there are so many levels. And what's wonderful about the levels is you can play through them in about two to three minutes. So again, when it comes to like going out and buying a PS5 and playing Spider-Man 2, and I've held off on that stuff <laughs> and going and getting a Switch version of uh, Mario Wonder, a system I already have, uh, I kind of weighed it like this, Geekscapist. Uh, Mario Wonder I can pick up and play for 15 minutes around all the other work that we have going on here. Uh, and Spider-Man 2 is the game you want to play when you've got like a week of no work. Maybe the holidays or something or Thanksgiving's coming up and you're like, this is it. I've got the time. I'm going to 
rock through Spider-Man 2. I'm going to sit down for a full meal. No offense to Mario, but that stuff is like being at a buffet and you can pick a little of this, a little of that. And you can pick it up and put it down in small bite-sized pieces. But the Spider-Man 2, and especially from what I've heard from you all, uh, that stuff looks like a full meal. I'm really excited to do it, but uh, the work's not slowing down. Will, will I do, actually take part in it during Thanksgiving or Christmas? I think i got to wait even longer than that, Geekscape, because I'm so sorry. I'll probably have Yuri on the show to talk about Spider-Man 2 before you get my thoughts on Spider-Man 2. Things are that busy around here. There's so much going on in the Geekscape network right now. A great way to find out what's going down, you search for Geekscape on your podcasts, uh, providers, or Spotify, or... You listen right here, and I tell you about some of the other shows. Or we go to LA Comic Con, some of the stuff we're recording there with our friends like Tulara Late Fee, who do our 80s shows. Like, I know they're doing panels. Uh, our friends like Jason Inman and Ashley Victoria Robinson, like, they're going to be on panels with us. And we're just having a good time here. <laughs> it does not leave me a lot of time for Spider-Man 2. But damn, do I want to play it. All right, Geekscapists, I love doing these episodes for you. Let's get to the conversation with Matt Lillard and Bill Rehor about their new show, Faster Purple Worm, Kill Kill, that is all things D&D. Hey, Geekscapist, I'm sitting here with Bill Rehor and Matt Lillard. Hey, Bill, I don't know if that's how you pronounce your name. Is that you right? nailed it, man. I Did I really? That. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm feeling <laughs> I got I got one down. <laughs> um, they've got this brand new show. It's going on this channel, Dungeons & Dragons Adventures. It's called Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill, like, like the Russ Meyer type of Faster Pussycat thing. But you guys yeah. have this, this show, and it fans of something like critical role right where people get around and they and they do like kind of long form role play uh release it as a podcast release it as an uh, in front of an audience release it uh it, it's kind of for that kind of audience but your twist is it's a bunch of first level adventures a bunch of first level adventures up against one of the like bigger badasses in the D universe is that right that's 100 yeah. percent right and every episode ends with every character dying hundred percent of the time, no questions. So, uh, yeah, so that's the gag. Um, but, uh, you know, what it does is it allows us to tell a D&D story in an hour format. And every episode is a standalone episode because everybody died in the last episode. So you don't need to have watched one through seven in order to watch episode eight. Uh, it's its own story, its own DM, its own cast. Um, and so that, yeah, that's the format. We're the SVU of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys actually have a lot of former Geekscape like guests and friends on it. Like, it's almost surprising, Matt, that you haven't been on Geekscape because uh, everybody from Jamie Kennedy to um, Will Wheaton, people like that, have been on Geekscape in one form or another. So, we're going to get you in, and maybe we'll get you in after the 
the the writer the, the actor strike is over so we can ask you more about acting sure. work but that but today geekscape is i know you all submitted a bunch of questions on the facebook um geekscape forever group if 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 we can't answer your questions because of the ongoing sag strike we're we're not going to answer your questions. We'll just say next, but we will be talking a lot of D and D. I've seen the first episode of Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill. It's a lot of fun, and I got to tell you, um, as much as I love the geek celebrity guests in every episode, look, can we talk about your DM? Like, this is one of your partners at Beetle and Grimm's, your um, your tabletop role playing company, and what's his name? Uh, he's amazing. John Ciccolini is his name, and yes, he is amazing. I did you? I cannot believe, dude. Don't tell him, Bill. Do not. He's not going to see this. It'll go to his head. <laughs> we cannot yes, I, let him know how good he is. Well, John, like he has a tough. I think he has the toughest gig, right? Because everybody can just kind of have fun, do voices, play in character, this and that. He's got to keep it going at a clip. Yep. And like you yeah. said, these episodes, Geekscapists, are under an hour long, and he has a narrative to. To not only push, keep engaging, and also to wrap up at the end, uh, especially since we all kind of know how it's going to end, they yeah, have to right. keep it entertaining. So I, I think I actually think John, as I'm watching this thing, I'm like, uh, I'm just going to keep flooding you guys with stuff that I guess he can't hear if your relationship is not going to be <laughs> compromised. But um, I'm going to predict that as wonderful as you guys are, John's going to be the star of the show. Ooh, wow. Okay. Ooh, wow. Well, here's the good news. Thank God. The best thing for us is that every single cast is different. Every single DM is different. He does DM okay. more than anyone else. But um, we, every time he, every time we think he's going to get full of his own britches, we yank him off the show. So, um, <laughs> yeah, look, you know, he's, you know, he's sort of the core of our. I mean. We started because John brought his books to acting school. Like the four of us would, I love it when the computer does that. By the Dude, way. isn't that crazy? We're, we've been talking it about is. it on a few different Geekscapes where the OS, the, the, yeah. du- you have to do double. Maddie, you have to oh, do is double. Is that what it is? And, oh, I didn't yeah, know it's it double, was. double devil horns. Oh, and oh, there it is, nice. the laser light show. And then I think double thumbs up, you get that. Oh, yeah, I mean, as as the geekscapists know, I discovered that when I was on Zoom with my therapist, which is probably. I, the most oh God. <laughs> I promise you that somewhere in there, there is an incredibly disturbing combination of gestures and reaction that, like, nobody's discovered yet. Oh, Bill, you can't actually give the uh, you can't give the okay simple anymore, or else you get a bunch of Trump slogans in the back. It's a oh, it's no. yeah, that's a canceled okay. slogan, man. You can't. You no can't boy, no. I'm kidding. No uh, He's like, what do I get for this? I'm like, just watching January 6th imagery. All right. Back to D- <laughs> I've been doing Geekscape uh, since 2005. People know my politics. All right, so it's so good. That's funny. Uh, that, we, that This is the first for us today as we've done our, our radio and TV tour. Um, so, yeah. So, look. So, you know, John brought his books to acting school. We all sat around and were like, why do you have your D&D books um at acting school you're 22 years old uh and that's when we started playing we've been playing ever since we started beetle and grimms out of like this out of like a midlife crisis this lovely low midlife crisis we all kids we all had careers and families um you know and we just wanted to do something creative together we started beetle and grimms and out of beetle and grimms out of this need to sort of expand the brand like we wanted to get out and find people we wanted people to find our brand and sort of be able to grow the company and we thought that streaming was a good way to go 
Um, and we, you know, we came up with this idea of fast purple worm, uh, which, you know, we're really excited about. But you guys have also gone to conventions like Gen Con. I know you guys have an upcoming date here in December uh, with uh, PAX. It's a it's a special kind of PAX. It sounds like a PAX Unplugged or something like PAX, that. Yeah, like, yeah. And, yeah. And Geekscape, I know that they're doing a live Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill up there. You can actually, if you have a PAX Unplugged pass, you can just be a part of it, but first come, first served. Yeah. Um, you don't need a specific, um, a special ticket to be a part of the live show and in the audience. Um and and by the way, John yeah, go ahead. Is, is DMing that live show at PAX. So he doesn't to have to after this conversation. You well, all can yeah, shake we, it up. We may now have to take it away from him. Yeah, no, like you might have to ankle him. Yeah, all of a sudden, we're going to have like his agent's going to call. And <laughs> I think he needs more money, guys. Just nerf him a little bit. I mean, well, isn't that his job? His on a lot of this stuff? We got to stop this interview. He's going to ruin everything, Bill. We got to get out of here. But you guys aren't the only. Uh, partners in Beetle and Grimm's, like you guys have two other partners, correct? Yes, yeah, they they yeah, really. What you're gonna get to give them both raises too now. They, huh? Can yeah. I get the rest of the episodes so I can promote their other guys? And uh, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, this is, I mean, y'all are still putting out modules, y'all are still putting out campaigns for various, you know, iterations of the DD yeah. stuff. Like, ultimately, you guys are going to be swapping all sorts of different roles and. We're going to be playing some of the creatures from your modules, I'm guessing. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> are you talking about on, on the Faster Purple World? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we, we have a lot of DMs. We do movies, video games, comic books, and a lot of tabletop on the show. But yeah. uh, I, I, and, and I've met with the folks over at D&D about what they're looking for. Our friend Sujata Day has a show coming out on it, Geekscapist. And you guys can watch it on Freebie and Plex coming up November 13th, Geekscapist. But all that to say, like, y'all are publishers who now have a pretty awesome platform for also kind of pushing some of the Beetle and Grimm stuff. I know you have to be diplomatic about it, but, like, we're going to see y'all starting to pull stuff out of your own Beetles and Grimm's stories, right? Yeah, I mean, look, we, you know, one of the things that we're doing is, uh, you know, we have a Kickstarter right now. So, you know, what, you know, Listen, as a company, it's been exciting. We've been growing. All you know, four of the five of us have left our day jobs. I'm an actor. I'll never leave my day job. I have the best day job in the world. Um, but four of the five founders work full-time for the company. And within that, we're expanding in this incredible way. One of the things we're excited about is that we've got Kickstarter right now called Ring of Chaos. Um, we funded in the first 36 minutes. It goes for another 26 days. So, you know, it, it, that's something... You know, the show is obviously a big deal for us, but developing our own game, our first board game, personally, we, you know, we did it in-house. Um, that's like an exciting thing. We're also expanding different IPs. So we do a lot of stuff with Dungeons & Dragons. We do stuff with Critical Role, Pathfinder, Magic the Gathering. But one of the things we're doing is we're starting to gather new IP that, you know, is that we're really excited about and do different things um, and sort of branch out and diversify a little, which... Which is uh, which is exciting as a company and as people. Like, it's, you know, we just did twenty episodes of TV. Now we did a video, you know, a new uh, board game. Like, so we're we're constantly changing. We're constantly being engaged and and taking on new challenges that we're excited about. And I mean, I want to invite you guys to LA Comic Con to do that, but y'all, it's the same weekend as the PAX Unplugged. So uh, just send John. Just send, <laughs> just send John. 
<laughs> I mean, that being said, like y'all have had presences, Geekscape. Uh, they've had a presence at, at San Diego Comic Con. Y'all did a panel about creating this stuff. And I mean, for Matt, it's a great way to like survive this strike and all this. But uh, do y'all have, I mean, when you're talking about creating your own rule sets and maybe expanding a little bit of a, of a new type of gameplay, as we might see if you Geekscape is, uh, follow Beetle and Grimm on their socials and, and all that to see what's coming down the pipe from them. As you're kind of uh, pushing and pulling this game that I think all of us here on this conversation have been playing since middle school, at least speaking for myself, like, what are some of the things you're discovering? Are you finding that certain versions of editions of, of Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder are lending themselves a little bit more to what you want to celebrate as a player? Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. What are, the, what are your favorites for playing? Um, I, I mean, I think I think it's it's not news to say that. Um, fifth edition kind of found that um, that a, a really great balance of um, depth and accessibility, and I think that lended itself to a lot uh, to a lot of the growth of D and D in particular, and role playing games in general. Of sort of opening the game up to um, to new people, and also. Uh, keeping some of the core complexity and depth that players like us who have been playing since back in the Gary Gygax days really want and crave. Um, and, and, and it's just, you know, I, I know it's, it's sort of the, the, the standard now, but um, it, it is a really remarkably strong system. Um, but um one of the great things that I think people are starting to realize is that uh, role-playing games are really just the vehicle to get a group of people around a table to have a great time together. And um, the rules and the setting are in some ways secondary to that. And there are lots of different ways to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. And um, so, you know, people are trying out new things and expanding what's possible. And and uh, and yeah. all of that is great. And it's great for the yeah. community in general. One of the great things about the show is that we continually, you know, we have 20 episodes and each episode's different. It's a different collection of players. Like I said, different DM, different story. Um, and so what we see is that this the show kind of becomes a, a love letter to Dungeons and Dragons and is really like an onboarding tool for people to see how a game can be played, see people having fun. It's easy. It's our, it's game. It's, it's rules light. Um, and we're hopeful that people come out, find it and, and fall in love with the show, but in at the same time, fall in love with, with Dungeons and Dragons as a way to sort of spend the life. And maybe fall in love with John. I'm just well, really pushing that button. Every, I'm pushing that button, guys. I'm sorry. Time, every time. <laughs> I love you guys. But um, I have some questions for the Geekscapists. If uh right. I don't think I, I've kind of I've kind of already um went through them, Geekscapists, and if they're a little too heavy on Matt's acting career, I've sidestepped uh them. But people say uh, Benjamin Snyder over on Geekscape Forever, the Facebook group says, What are your favorite D D classes and archetype? Hmm. Well, uh, for me, go ahead. Do you no, go? no, please. Uh, for me, it's druid. I love playing a druid. I like having something that's connected to something that's very personal that, that people that the character cares about, um, and can also do other things. Like I'm not a big fan of like just doing heavy damage. I like doing like cool moves, 
our gameplay is very much about like cool moves and our DM, John, the greatest DM ever. Uh, I'm going to tell Matt Mercer that. No, that's all right. I'll take. I'm going to tell Jonathan G. Nelson, who's on Geekscape. I'm going to tell Matt Mercer that we got tons of people we're going to tell about that. I love John. John, I'm in your camp. Continue. Yeah. But we play, we, you know, we're all four of the five of us are actors. So we do these like grand moves and that's performative. And I like the idea that a druid can do cool moves rather than just a bunch of damage. That's my you, Bill. Uh, you know, I, what I find is that sort of subconsciously, my characters end up being one of two things. They either be, end up being people who are a lot like me, or they end up being somebody who is the. I love, um, I love, uh, Geekscape is who are listening to this on the podcast. So Bill's dog has entered the yes, chat. Sorry, my, my and, golden retriever uh, has been asleep in my feet this whole time and she just it. woke up. Um, so they end up either being very much like me or they be, end up being the exact opposite of me. So like one of the, the characters that I had the most fun with is Grim, who was, uh, you know, the, the character who inspired the name of our company now. Uh, Matt was Beetle and I was Grim in a campaign run by John Ciglini, the world's greatest dungeon master. Um, uh, and T-shirts uh, will be made, Geekscapist. There will be t-shirts at Beetle and Grim. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Grim was this very huge, loud, boisterous barbarian. Uh, you know, this, this really powerful... Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, braggart and uh, adventurer and and um, just just wild, uncontrolled kind of creation, and that is so not me as a human that I I had a fantastically fun time playing that guy, and that will always he'll always uh, you know have a, have a warm place in my heart. Well, um, geeks gave us again. The show is called Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill. If y'all have Freebie and Plex, uh, it, it's one of those channels that you could just got to like, maybe it was already on your smart TV when you bought it. it. Either way, there's definitely information online where you were going to go and search for Freebie and Plex because both those channels, there's a lot of Freebie going on right now. I hear about that channel uh, or that that service a lot, uh, but it's premiering November 13th and, uh, and it's a lot of fun. And again, like I love seeing... We've been doing Geekscape for 18 years, so I love seeing all of the the friendly geeks that I know from conventions or from moderating panels or from being right here on the podcast there. Um, Geekscape, I did solicit some more questions uh, for Matt, and y'all definitely showed up. Uh, here are some that I think I've kind of kind of filtered for uh, uh, to get around the strike, uh, right? You know, the because we can't just talk about struck properties right now. Matt is a SAG actor, and uh, and that stuff Thank violates some of the stuff. Oh, well, as a filmmaker, I'm like, hey man, I want to get back to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sitting here like, can I go back to work now? Yeah. Uh, but I, Geeks gave us y'all are benefiting from that because y'all are getting a slew of episodes. It's been psycho. Uh, if this is your first Geeks go back in the feed. There's a lot of great episodes that I've done in the last few months. Um, all right, Logan Pop from I think our horror movie night group, uh, says, I mean, he wants to know what it's like working on SLC Punk. It's just, I love that movie. It's seminal. But really, he wants to know if you listen to punk at all. Uh, I don't. I had a very dear friend uh, named Rob D, who uh, unfortunately took his own life two years ago. So if you ever need help, seek help, find help. Um, there's people out there that love you, and the trail of devastation you leave behind is horrible. So find help. But Rob D, uh, best man of my wedding, 
was a very hardcore punk rocker in high school. And so I got carried to many a show between, you know, between Dead Kennedys and Government Issue and all these punk rock shows. Um, I, I, I wasn't really, I was more of a hip hop guy, but he was my <laughs> boy. So I had a, a role on a six to Fender's ballroom in Orange County. I love it. Um, and Geekscape is, I got to tell you the outpouring of love for having Matt on the show. Like y'all really again showed up. Um, but what Matt's saying is true. Don't get caught up in a moment. Okay. Like, uh, there've been so many, like life is hard. So Geekscape is, if you need to reach out, uh, heck you guys know my email, Jonathan geekscape.net. I, I get DMs from you guys and all sorts of stuff. We get pretty personal here on Geekscape. So um, listen to what Matt said. Like, do not get caught up in a moment. And, and these things find pass. You help. just have to breathe through it. Definitely find help. All right. George Pepe, uh, somebody I know from from punk bands, said, can you ask him for a Hackers too? Listen, that's a struck property, Geekscape. But listen, can I ask him? Yes. Can he deliver? There's no. I, that, that there is a movement afoot. <laughs> For sequels to be made, all kinds of movies. That may be one of them. Okay, th- then I'm going to ask for a Wing Commander. Oh gosh, what is the matter with you? So somebody said, so here's the thing with Wing Commander. I, in, as a PC kid in middle school, high school, I loved sure. Chris Roberts, and I grew up in Austin. So like Origin sure. and all that, Ultima and Wing Commander. There was no better studio until I discovered Monkey Island. But there was no greater studio to me than the stuff coming out of Origin, and those Wing Commander games. I mean, like Mark Hamill to For me sure. is from Wing Commander, and like uh, who, who uh, what's his name from? Um, I when I met him at our zombie convention back in 2011 up in Seattle, I was like Admiral Tallwood, and he's like, "Is that a Wing Commander reference?" Um, and I was just like, "Okay, like <laughs> I, I'm a big Wing Commander fan, um, and I will not be smart to you, whatever that movie was. I just let's let's just do let's let's run it back. Let's run it back. Uh, <laughs> shout you out to Wing Commander fans. This is the first person to ever ask for that. <laughs> Chris Roberts doesn't even want. Uh, uh, I'm just I, I, that was one of my favorite game game franchises in middle school, high school, and I, I mean I saw the movie and it was a movie. Um, there you go. Christopher Robinson says, "Longtime Geekscape is he always watches the live show." He says, "How does he feel? How does Matt feel?" And maybe I, I can ask this question uh, to you as well. Uh, is um, how do you feel being a queer? Um, what it what is this question? Let me find the, the question. He says, he says, how does he feel being a queer sex fashion icon? Um, did you know you were one? I did not know that. I, I that's I, really I, the question, Christopher. How does it feel just now? I literally clutched my pearls. Um I don't think I am that, but look, having queer kids, uh, anytime if I can be if I can be a, 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 a piece, if I can be an icon for any kid out there, wherever they're living on the gender spectrum, on the queer spectrum, if I can be some kind of like any kind of bastion of hope or love or respect or strength, then I'm all for it. I don't think anyone should ever consider my fashion in any way, shape, or form. But if that's what if that's what they need, I'm there for it. I don't control my audience. I <laughs> I, I have I don't control them. I don't control what y'all do, Geekscape. Yeah. I don't. When I saw that question, I said, 
uh, maybe this is something I wasn't aware of, but I'll throw it yeah. to you. I mean, maybe it was for you, Bill. I'm sure that's what it was. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to stay quiet, but obviously the question was meant for me. Up to this point, Geeks gave us what Bill's not telling you is that the reason he had a golden retriever on his feet is he's not wearing anything beneath his t-shirt. You just can't <laughs> see it. I'm actually quite chilly now. He is. <laughs> he was using a, his, his golden retriever to warm himself, his feet at least. <laughs> because when he finishes this interview, he's got to get back to his, you know, his other gig as a uh, queer sex icon, which <laughs> I think is, incredible. I think that's fantastic. Can you fantastic. get paid for that? Can you get paid for that? <laughs> There's other payments. It's not all. Yeah. It's not all. It's not all currency. It's not all. Yeah, it's yeah. not all green dollars. The rewards come in. You all know this. Y'all are gamers. The rewards come in different shapes and sizes. Uh, sometimes the work is rewarding enough. Um, have you ever done down? This is Brian Coker, I think, in in, in uh, South Carolina. He is a theater person, so this is not struck work. This is theater. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, you guys are both actors. Theater work, like this is my own wife. She, my wife did a, a theater show uh, over the last couple weeks. Like, what about theater? Are you guys big into theater? Anything you're interested in there? Have you done it before? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we met at theater school, so we we uh, we had a we theater actually... company. We yeah, started a theater company coming out of theater school. That was our first sort of uh, creative venture, and it was um, not nearly as successful as Beetle and Grimm's. But you know, it, it it did start us on this path of of collaborating. And uh, you know, uh, John Ciccolini, the inventor of D and D, was part of that. that group. <laughs> the greatest um, D and D ever. The greatest yeah. D &D ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, so uh, yeah, so I mean, it, you know, it was it was a very uh, short-lived thing, but it did serve the purpose of sort of establishing that pattern of how we're all going to work together to create things. So it's all good. I clearly have to let my dog out. Yeah, let your dog out. Um, and honestly, uh, Bill, thank you so much for that act. Uh, and uh, honestly, guys, like as we talked about, like success is not an upward kind of. I mean, if it, without that theater group, there's oh, no. probably there's, there's probably no none of this. Listen, yeah. the reality is that theater, you know, the great thing about that is that through success and failure, you, you, you know, you put on, you put a date on a calendar, you build towards that, you fight, you struggle, you raise money, you win, you lose. All of those things are such incredibly rich interpersonal, you know, um, grounds for success going forward. It's, it's incredible. Um, you know, we fight all the time, but because all of us have been friends for 20 plus years, 30 plus years, there's a way to sort of understand uh, that we love each other and that it's just part of the process. Yeah. And ultimately, this will lead to a season where you all simply LARP the whole time. Oh, yeah. you have no idea how close you are. Us out in the woods. Yeah, you guys, there's, uh, a, there's a chance an annual so, LARPing from Beat on Grums. Guys, I just want Geekscape to be an invite. I want to be there. <laughs> uh, to, I, a, I just want to meet John. Are you going to participate? Well, you, you know, listen, whatever, whatever John wants. <laughs> uh, right, I, will, right. I, will, I will tell you guys a crazy, real quick LARPing story, and then we'll wrap up. Is uh, we, we used to do, we do these video shorts every now and then, and as a gag, 
we had an adult actor named Evan Stone in one of them. And Evan Stone is, man, you know who he is. Just trust me. And uh, as we were wrapping up this funny little sketch that we were doing, this video, we were sitting in a comic book store where we were filming. And he goes, yeah, that's geek stuff is awesome, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, listen, when I worked back in Dallas, I used to work over at Medieval Times. And uh, I still have all that stuff, man. And uh, we should go out in the woods and like LARP and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he was dead serious. He's like, if you guys are into this stuff. Oh, yeah. like, keep in mind, like he kind of had the biggest sword of the bunch on that day. But ultimately, he was like, he's like, if you guys are into this, man, we should all go out in the woods with like the stuff I took from medieval well, times. We, we should just oh, go. That's large. how people end up buried. <laughs> yeah. we, had a, we had a thing in John Ciglini's brother, greatest DM in the history of time. Mm -hmm. uh, John's brother, Rob, runs a LARP in uh, New England role-playing organization in New England. And the four of us went out with <laughs> time and we were playing as NPCs and we played as a group of goblins. And we thought it'd be really funny to sort of go out in the middle of the night and raise chaos. And there was a huge tent, right? This sort of tent in the middle of this campground and we LARPed all weekend. But we were like goblins and nobody, it was like two in the morning and nobody was on guard. Nobody's taking a watch. So we thought it'd be funny if all four of us got on corners and pulled the stakes at the same time. So we did that and people come screaming out. There was a fire going on inside the tent. There was like a whole steam pipe thing going on and we pulled the stakes and they're like, what the F are you doing? Like we were like, we had to like back off because we almost got beat out for being the best goblins ever. Like an infusion of oxygen is probably not good in that situation. No, yeah. And also canvas yeah. collapsing into yeah. a, a, a lit fire. <laughs> yeah. it, was so it was not good. Well, guys, uh, Geekscapus, you know your mission. You're going to go watch this show faster. Purple Worm Kill Kill. Please. You know where to find it. Uh, it premieres again Monday, November 13th on Freebie and Plex. I really appreciate you guys being here, and I would love to have you guys back at any time, promote anything. And obviously, I, I want you guys back after uh, we resolve this SAG strike because my wife is mm -hmm. like, ask him to say zoinks for me. And I'm like, mm, not appropriate. Not appropriate. No, next not, time. Not right now. now next time, baby. What I want. Now we have something yeah. to look forward to. <laughs> Your dog's in the other room going, I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Great. Appreciate, Thanks. It. Appreciate it. Appreciate right. it. Bye, Geek, Geekscapers. Goodbye. Geekscapers, how great were Matt and Bill? I love talking to them. You can email me, Jonathan at Geekscape.net. Let's talk some tabletop role-playing games. Let's talk movies, video games, comic books, TV. That's the stuff I love here on the podcast. That's why we started the podcast. That's why it turned into a podcast network with over 30 shows across the Geekscape umbrella. And Geekscape is, if this was your first Geekscape and you enjoyed it, subscribe. Go to whatever podcast app you're using. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts. Maybe it's Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Be like, hey, not bad. Enjoyed it. And knowing that you did, you'll hear from me next week. Geekscape forever. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.